season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. back to the JKR podcast. My name is Jace Riggling and I'm the host. Today is going to be number episode one of two this weekend as we got a Michigan high school football state champion on the show. We got incoming sophomore pitcher at Indiana State University. We got Jared Spencer on the show. Really want to thank my guy Dylan Schaefer for hooking this up. Dylan knows Jared pretty well so he connected us a little bit ago. Um, Jared's a great pitcher. He's got he got some legit playing time at Indiana State this year um, as a freshman. One of the only guys to do that. Um, so really excited for him. Um, today we discussed his first year of summer balls. He's going through that playing for the playing for the Terre Haute summer ball team uh, we talked about some of the pro teams some of those conversations he had going through that first draft process at a high school um, just talk about his whole career so far talk about um, playing against big team big 10 teams compared to some teams in his conference uh, just a lot of stuff about baseball so let's dig into the interview hope you guys enjoy it And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Michigan native and Indiana State incoming sophomore pitcher Jared Spencer on the show. Jared, pumped to have you on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. So one question I always like to ask everybody as soon as I get on the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jared Spencer? Uh, I'm from a small town in Centerville, Michigan. I have two older brothers. I graduated with 64 kids in my class, and it was hard to get recruited from where I was at. I am at Indiana State now, and I play baseball there. Okay, so Centerville, I mean, I'm I'm an Indiana kid, but I hear Centerville every once in a while. You guys were in the state football championship a couple years ago, right? Yes, sir. That was my senior year. Okay, so let's let's dig into that real quick before we start talking about baseball. What was that experience like for you? Oh, that was amazing. I mean, it was the first time in school's history. Uh, we had a good group of uh, seniors, and uh, it was during COVID year, so we got shut down three or four times, which sucked because we every time we got shut down, we got pushed back like two weeks, and we ended up playing our championship in January. But it was just a long process, and we all had one goal in mind, and that was winning a state championship. So with you, you said you graduated with 64 kids. So does that mean, I mean, let's just say 50, so let's say like 30 some dudes in that, in your class. I mean, does that mean the majority of the dudes that go to your school are playing football? Uh, yes and no. I mean, we had a lot of younger classmen as well come up and play varsity with us, but we did have enough uh, to make a JV and varsity team. Okay. All right. So you said going to a small school that really made it hard to start the recruiting process and go through all that. So let's dig into that recruiting process, how to get started, and uh, when did when did teams start to notice you, and what were the reasonings for that? Uh, I don't think it started till my junior summer. My travel ball coach used to coach at Western and played for Western as well, so he knew kind of the like close colleges around here. And I was touching, I think I hit 88, 89. 
my junior summer and my coach started sending out videos and by the beginning of my senior year that's when I started getting talked to by a bunch of colleges and then throughout my high school I hit 94 and then that's when I started to get in more looks at by a lot more colleges than just like the local ones. So who are some so initially who were some of those schools that started reaching back out to you after your coach sent them videos? What were some of those other schools that were reaching out once you hit 94? I had oh shoot, let me see. I had Michigan. Um, Michigan was a non-scholarship because the roster was already full. Same with Michigan State. Ball State was scholarship. I had Central Michigan. Um, Indiana State was once I started hitting 94. Um, Eastern Michigan was 94 as well. Um I think that was about it. Okay. So, I mean, I, you still you still had a lot of schools, good schools in there. Obviously, Michigan, Michigan State from the Big Ten. Um, but even those scholarship offers from Ball State, Indiana State, uh, Western, Eastern, Central Michigan, I mean, those are some good baseball schools. So, what was it that ended up putting Indiana State on top? Uh, I mean, it was between Central Michigan here. Um, the scholarship that I got was amazing. Like it's one of the best I could get. And I don't know, I kind of was looking around here and it feels like home. It's a smaller town. I mean, the college isn't too big and uh, they have a really good uh, baseball program here. So I think it'll help me get to the next level is what I'm wanting. Yeah. So before committing to Indiana state, did you get a chance to take like an official visit in Terre Haute? Uh, I did a, non-official visit so I came with a bunch of um, students that are going into a uh, I I think it's like science program here and so I had to go walk with them through all the science buildings and stuff but my coach ended up taking me out of that um, like group meeting and just showing me around okay so what was so overall just what was that visit like like what was it that you really enjoyed about Terre Haute and then what was it that really stuck out that uh, throughout your freshman year uh, really helped you enjoy the city of Terre Haute? Uh, I mean, if people hear Terre Haute, you're like, wow, there's like not much to do here. But I think we have a really beautiful campus. Um, I mean, you can walk anywhere, basically. Our field's not too far away from our dorms. Um we had access to our fields at all times. So if we needed to just like play catch or just hang out at the clubhouse, we could just ask one of the older guys how to unlock it for us. So it was pretty cool. Okay. So when you were going through that process, was it mostly your high school coach or your travel ball coach that was the person that helped you the most throughout the process? Uh, throughout the um, – uh, colleges recruiting that was more of my co- or my travel ball coach but throughout like getting looked at by scouts that was the that was my head coach okay so you're talking about your travel ball coach there um you're playing for the Kal- Kalamazoo Maroons right yes sir so how far so like I said like I'm from northern Indiana but I, I just really know where they're at 
So how far is Kalamazoo from Centerville? Kalamazoo is probably like 40, 45 minutes. Okay, that's not that bad a drive. So no. how did you get connected with the Maroons? Uh, we played with them since our, I think, 11U team. So we went to try out during our 10U, and then we ended up making an 11U team after that. And then we okay. stuck with them for three years, switched to a different team, and then finally came back once 17U and then 18U. Okay. So you played for that other team for one year? Yes, sir. So in that one off year that you took off with the Maroons, what was a big difference that you saw between the programs? Uh, the competition, for sure. I mean, like, we still face some of uh, Good competition, but it was not nearly as good as when we played Maroons. Okay, okay. So let's let's dig in more to here in the actually present tense. So let's let's dig into your past this past spring freshman season. Let's dig into that a little bit. So you got quite a bit of playing time as a freshman. Uh, I believe it was like what like thirty three and a third innings or something like that. Yes. Um. So were there other te- were there other freshmen on the team that got as much playing time as you, or were you one of the main freshmen that got a good amount of playing time? Uh, yes, yeah. so we had two Puerto Ricans. We had Randall Diaz and then Luis Hernandez. Uh, Randall started at third base, and then Luis ended up coming in halfway through the end of the season because our starter catcher got hurt, so he came in as backup. So at and what then, point – oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, and then we had Brennan Cutts, who was another freshman that started, I think, 29 innings. Okay, so at what point throughout that process? Because obviously you go through the you go through fall ball, you have winter Christmas winter break, uh, and then as soon as you head back to campus in January, I mean that's kind of when you guys start ramping up. So when did you kind of have that feeling that you were going to be a part of the ISU travel team and you were probably going to get some good innings on the mound? Um, at the beginning of the season during like the fall year, we did our uh, we had like scrimmages and stuff like that. And coach um, pulled me and cuts aside and he told us, he was like, this is where we're going to need you guys to show us that you guys want to travel and stuff like that. So like each fall uh, scrimmage, we took that serious as freshmen because we knew we could get innings and we knew we were good enough to go. So the fall we did pretty well. I mean, we um, all traveled to Austin P and we played in Tennessee with them. So we, I think all the pitching staff at least pitched an inning there. And both uh, me and Cuts, we did really well against them. And uh, just throughout the fall, we just improved well. And then that's when Coach said that um, he wants us to travel and we'll be a big part of the team. So when the season did start, when was it, how long, how many games into the season was it that you made your first uh, collegiate, de- your, your collegiate debut, I'd say? Uh, we are first game series of we were down in florida and uh we had a three-day series so we did friday saturday sunday i started sunday okay all right so when you're going down the florida to begin obviously indiana is cold when you start those year uh, when you start the baseball season so a lot of teams do head down south so what was it like going down to florida for three days like what what was that experience like what was the each day like for you Oh, it was my first time being down in Florida, so the, everything was a new experience. I mean, uh, I think my favorite part about it was probably, like, the palm trees. I've never seen one before. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. I went down to Florida for the first time uh, 2020, 2021, 
And uh, I've never been there before, and I would say the palm trees, it was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, but, you, I mean, you end, throughout the season, you end up facing some good talent. I mean, Dallas Baptist was ranked for a while. Uh, you faced quite a few power fives in the Big Ten. I believe you played Kansas as well. So, did those power five and Dallas Baptist, was the competition, was that, like, could you see a difference in it compared to maybe some smaller teams that you were playing? Or just facing them batter by batter, did it kind of feel the same? Uh, like, to me, when I pitched against some of those teams, it felt the same. But you – can tell a little bit like difference between competition levels but I honestly think like our conference right now I think they're just as good as like some of the big 10 schools that we played earlier this year so who so just looking back on your freshman season who do you think would be the toughest hitter that you have faced the toughest out that you had to get Hmm. um I'd probably have to go with um Ryan Cermak from uh, Illinois State. I okay. uh, I got Twitter famous on him because he hit jacked the home run off of me. But mm. yeah, okay. So you guys, I know you guys had IU. Obviously, I we talked a little bit before. Like I'm an IU student. I know you guys. One of the games got canceled, but you guys ended up playing IU at least once this season, right? Yes, sir. So did you get the chance to pitch against them at all, or I did were you not. Off that day, you were off. Okay, yes, sir. So uh, with you going through your whole freshman season now, looking back on it, just what are a couple of things you're wanting to change just in your game for next season, just looking into it? Uh, after looking like and realizing that like I'm good enough to be able to like pitch here, I think I just need to like get more confidence again. I mean, I think that's what helped me at the end of the season when I started performing a lot better is that I was a lot calmer on the mound. I wasn't trying to do too much. And I felt a lot more confident. Okay. So what's, what's, what is the outlook on next season? Obviously, I know you guys had a, an all-conference second baseman. I don't know if there's a I – th- I believe he was a senior, right, Jordan? Yes, sir. So he's probably gone. Uh, who are some other guys that are probably going to be gone from next year's team? And just what's the outlook on next season for you and for the team as a whole? Uh, we have three really good pitchers. We have uh, Jake Ridgeway, Ryan Richter, and Jack Parisi. They're all seniors now, so we lose three really good pitchers. But I think we have mostly all of our pitchers coming back. Like Matt Jasic, he's in the Cape Cod League. He's hoping to get drafted this year. But if not, he's coming back to ISU. So he will be a really big big role in our uh, pitching staff next year. We have uh, another... uh, Big reliever, Connor Fenlong. He was a big role last year, and he will be if he continues to come back to ISU. Okay. So what's what's that look on you? Like, are you are you, on you? Are you planning on being a starter or a reliever or both? Like, are you kind of like I know this year you're kind of like a hybrid pitcher, right? Where you yes, started sir. some games and relieved. Yes, sir. So is is that what you think is going to be happening again next season? Uh as of right now in summer ball, they're working on me to start games. Like I've thrown ten innings. I've only thrown two games, but I throw five innings and then I get my rest. But I didn't mind doing um like a hybrid. Like I enjoyed starting and then I enjoyed coming in at the end of the games to close. So what's what's your mindset on that? How does your mindset change when you're going through a routine as a starter? And then when they're telling you, okay, you're going to, you're going to be here in these last couple innings for us to close out the game. What's that mindset change for you? 
and how, how overall, just what are you thinking when you're going through that process? Uh, when I start, I'm thinking like, all right, I got, I got to keep rolling. Like I got more innings to go. Like, I feel like more confident out there. Like I'm thinking, all right, I got five innings. Let's go. I'm going to go do this. And then when I come in relief, I'm just like, I'm going to attack this dude. Like I got one inning in me. I'm going to go out and give it my all. Okay, there we go. So you talk, You brought up the Cape Cod League from one of your teammates playing there this summer. You're, you're also playing some college summer ball in Terre Haute. So how's, how's this summer been going so far? You mentioned you pitched 10 innings. Um, so what, how's, how's this college ball season going so far, and how does this compare to the college regular season day-to-day? Uh, it's going really well. I mean, it's new to me. I enjoy meeting new teammates and stuff. Like, that's how it was for me at the beginning of the year, not knowing anybody and uh, getting to meet everyone. Uh, we're playing some good competition. Um, we have some really good players on our team right now. And uh, we had 14 days of game straight, and then we get two off days. So after our two off days, we have another two weeks of full games each day and it's just been busy for sure so with with that summer ball team also being located in Terre Haute just like I easy to get connected with them or how, who was it that connected you guys uh, my pitching coach um, uh, Hancock he ended up uh, he wanted me to go somewhere close to home trying to get me into the Michigan League's but they're already filled up by the time he asked. So he um, just came to um, the Rex coach and uh, asked if I could join the team. Okay. So who are some of those teams that you're facing? I know you talked about Lafayette Aviators, but who are some other teams that you're facing in that league? And then how far is the travel for you guys usually after a series? Uh, sometimes earlier in the year we were away, but now mostly like the past like five days you've been home. But Lafayette's about, like, two hours away. We played Dansville, Dans, and they were, like, an hour and a half away. Um, the Pistol Shrimp, that was probably three hours. Um, we just played the West Virginia Miners at home, so we're going to be traveling in two weeks down there for a whole week. So normally the past couple games that are, were away, we haven't gotten home to like, two, three so being in Terre Haute, are you able to stay in the same dorm or apartment that you stayed in throughout the um, your freshman year at I, uh, ISU? Uh, no, we had to leave those. Okay. So are you staying in a place that you're planning on staying with this upcoming sophomore year, or is it just in a completely place uh, – what so is it a completely different place whatsoever? A uh, completely different place. Uh, okay. We are staying with uh, one of our uh, buddies on the ISU team. He has a townhouse, so we're just staying here. Okay, and is it a lot? Is there more that is there more than just you from the Indiana State team that's playing for those the Terre Haute summer team, or is it yeah. just you there right now? It's uh, more. So we have the Puerto Ricans, Luis and Randall, and then uh, Brennan Cuts. Okay, so how does I know we talked about this before we started recording, but how does that how does the competition level from what you're facing here this summer ball season compare to what you're facing at Indiana State? Uh, I say it compares the same because we got a lot of like D1 kids on our team and we're facing a lot of D1 kids, but we're also facing a lot of good Juco teams and uh, a lot of players are uh, 
they have the talent. I mean, it's there. I mean, it's only summer ball, but you can see that people are still competing in this league. Yeah. So let's let's move on from that a little bit. Let's talk. Let's dig into your scouting report just overall as a whole. So what what are your what's your pitching repertoire? And just let's let's dig into each pitch a little bit. Um, I throw four seam, uh, two seam, uh, more of like a slurry, but I call it a slider, and then a changeup. Okay. So what would you say is probably your best pitch, and maybe the pitch that needs the most work? Uh, I say. My best pitch is probably my fastball and then my slider. Okay. So are there any pitches that you're wanting to add here in the near future, or are there any pitches that you have tried to add in the past but they just haven't worked out for you? Uh, my changeup. I mean, I didn't really throw a changeup in high school because I didn't need to, and I think that's what I needed to work on the most because, like, there's games that I haven't, and then there's games I can't throw it at all. So I just need to work on that in the off season. Okay. So when you're going through that process of adding a new pitch to your repertoire, how do you go about it? Like, you, are you mostly just using it in maybe live BP, maybe warming up with the catcher? How exactly do you implement the new pitch that you're trying to add? Uh, it's like a touch and feel like catch. So, like, me and uh, some of the teammates will just play catch, and then while we're playing catch, I'll just grab a new grip and then try and, like, practice throwing that. And then if it doesn't feel well, I'll try a different grip. Okay. So if, overall, just if you were a scout watching your game, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself? Oh, man, that's kind of hard. Uh, I don't know. I think I work hard. I mean, that's what I want people to think. Um, I feel like I work hard and I'm like determined out there when I'm on the mound. I mean, there's times that I do like lose focus and like, lose mental toughness out there but I think that um once I'm in like the right mindset I just roll out there okay so you mentioned earlier that you when you were upperclassmen in high school when teams started reaching other teams started reaching out to you like the Indiana State stuff like that when you hit 94 miles an hour as an upperclassman in high school so when you were doing that were there some pro teams that were coming to watch some of you play Conversation with some pro teams before you headed out there. Yeah, so I had towards the end of the season, we played Kalamazoo um, Christian, and I had the Texas Rangers and the San Francisco Giants uh, scouts come there. I talked to them after the game, and it was more of just like seeing who I am and like how well I pitch, and then just like getting to introduce themselves to me okay so what are those conversations like like so after the game they came up to you introduced themselves what were some of the questions they were asking you or just what overall just how did that conversation evolve i mean for me i was always nervous talking i was like because i didn't think i would ever have a shot at going pro but uh they'd ask like if i can live on my own ask a bunch of like small talk questions, like just to get to introduce themselves and like learn more about me. They, uh, they ask like my pitches as well. They ask what I can command, what I can't command. Uh, just a lot of small talk. Yeah. So what's going, when you're having these conversations with the giants and the Rangers, what's going through your head? Are you think like, obviously you said you didn't think you had a shot to play pro ball, but you're talking to these scouts. So, like, what's just going through your mind after this game when you're talking to these guys? 
Oh, I thought it was crazy. I mean, it was a like pretty sweet experience. I had all my teammates on the bus afterwards asking me about it, so I felt pretty cool. But um, no, I was just like lost of words for a second because I just didn't know what was happening. Yeah, and how how late into the season was this? Like how how soon before the draft did this happen? Uh, probably. I'd say a month and a half before the draft. Okay. So after that game, were those teams having more conversations between that game and the draft? Or was it kind of like a one-time thing and maybe they're they're looking they're looking at you for when you're eligible in college? Uh it was more than a one time thing. We uh we had like I think it was the next three games were home and then we had our districts and um it was they ended up coming to all of all three of those games that were home and then ended up coming to districts as well. Okay. So that was the 2021 draft, correct? Yes, sir. So that was the first year that it was 20 rounds. So the, the, when, when draft week comes around, it was at the all-star break. When that comes around, like, are you thinking there's a shot that you're getting drafted or are you thinking, okay, I've had conversations with these teams. I'm heading to Terre Haute. I'm going to tear stuff up at Terre Haute. And then after when I'm eligible in college, I'll, I'll get that shot. So what was going through your mind? Do you, did you think you had a shot to get drafted in 2021? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, like they offered me, uh, Texas Rangers offered me 125000 for the draft. And it was a long like, conversation. Like 125000 might sound a lot. But you also have to, like, live off of that until you make it into the pros. And it was a hard, like, hard decision because I had to think about, like, am I really ready to go pro ball right now? Like, go straight into facing 25, 26-year-old kids, or do I go to college and work my way up from that? And I think that's what I chose. And I think I chose the right uh, choice. Yeah. I'm sure that is a tough conversation to have with your parents. Like, Hey, there's $125,000 on the table. Do I do this? Or do I go to school for free while, while playing baseball, proving myself and tearing stuff up? I'm sure that is one tough conversation. And you went through it without an advisor. You said, right? Yes, sir. So who like throughout the, throughout that whole process, was it your parents that were really um, talking with teams with you as well, or what? What was that like going through it without an advisor? Uh, I mean, it was like new to my whole family. Like my mom, my dad, we all, they all like sat down with me after like talking to some of these uh, scouts, and like they were a little lost as well. So like we had to like keep talking to the scouts, asking them questions. But it was just huge for us because. We didn't know what we were doing, basically. So we just had to, like, do what our best decisions. Yeah. So were this, when, you, when you and your parents were asking the scouts different questions, were the scouts usually generally pretty helpful along that process? Yeah. So they kind of, like, walked us, like, step by step of how it, ha- or how it goes and uh, what happens. Yeah. So when you were offered that money from the Texas Rangers, was that – that was – when they were like, was that during draft week or was it after the draft or was it before? When exactly did they offer you that? It was before the draft. Okay. All right. So what, did they just say like, okay, we're going to draft. We're thinking about drafting you so-and-so around. This is what we'd offer you. Yes. Okay. All right. I will. Yeah. I, I, like that's why I assumed it worked, but I wasn't exactly sure. 
But let's let's move on from the baseball field a little bit. I got a couple more questions for you. That's all. Then we'll we'll end off the podcast. But um, let's move on from beyond the baseball field. What are some passions that you like to do when you're not playing baseball? Uh, I like to be outside for sure. Um, I like lifting a lot, um, listening to music, um, and I think just enjoying outside again. That's about it. All right. So when you listen to music, what do you listen to? Country, rap, rock? What do you try to listen to the most? Oh, it's a range. I listen to like country, to rap, to like when I'm lifting sometimes, like get my PRs. I like to listen to some type of like rock music. Okay. So being from being from the state of Michigan, are you a big Kid Rock guy? I know he's a big Michigan guy. Yeah, Kid Rock. All right. What what Kid Rock songs do you like to listen to? Um, I'm trying to think. There's a difference, but I'm going to say all summer long. That one's just one I've heard since I was little. Yeah, I would I would definitely say Kid uh, All Summer Long is definitely Kid Rock's most popular. He's also I mean, he's got a lot of those songs that are just all in your face too that are kind of nice to listen to every once in a while. But I'm a I'm a big Kid Rock guy as well. But um so you live you live in Centerville. Obviously, I think that's kind of what a, a smaller town you said, right? Yes, sir. So what are some things that you like to do within Centerville? Like is there even, is there a movie theater Centerville, bowling alley stuff like that or is it kind of just a town with businesses and homes? Uh, basically a town with businesses and homes. I mean, we have a, a St. Joseph, um, County court, and then we have our jail there. But other than that, that's about it. Okay. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, just overall your marketing of yourself, NIL stuff. So your the 2021 class was actually the first class that came in when NIL was eligible for college athletes to make a little bit of money off of their name. Yes. So have you gotten the chance to work with any businesses or have you thought about, some businesses that you could potentially want, like want to uh, endorse. I have not. I mean, like this—that's kind of all new to me. I mean, I really haven't looked into it yet. But I think, like later on, I would be thinking about doing something like that. Okay. So, has Indiana State at all? Have they held any like certain programs for athletes to go to and learn about ways they can capitalize on their NIL, or is it mostly just kind of on your own there? I think it's kind of on your own. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was just curious because I know, like, there's a lot of Power 5 programs, Big Ten, um, especially SEC's probably, SEC's probably the best at it overall, where they have programs for all their athletes to go to and learn how to make money. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm, – I've, I've always just been curious on it. Like, obviously, like I told you, I'm trying to be a MLB agent once I get older. So I'm, And I'm using kind of NIL as a way to, like, get gain that experience, stuff like that, representing some guys. And it's always just cool learning about what other schools are trying to do. Cause I work with a lot of guys at IU, but um, I was just curious on what they're doing, but Jared, uh, that's all the questions I got for you, man. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, if you have any questions for NIL, just let me know. I mean, I'm glad to help. I, I just want to get that experience, learn more about the industry as a whole. So like I said, I uh, would definitely love to help you out, but um, good luck the rest of this summer ball season. Good luck next, next fall while you're, uh, making your way on the team uh, back to Terre Haute and uh, next spring when you're tearing stuff up in regular season, man. So just good luck and thanks for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
And that is going to do it for another episode of the J.K.R. Podcast. Really like to thank Jared for coming on the show today. Thought it was a great episode. Got a lot of great content. I'm really excited to see where this guy goes in the future. Obviously, as you heard from the interview, we talked to the Rangers, Giants, um, when he was going through that first draft process. And with the way he played as a freshman, I'm sure he's going to get those conversations again um, once he's draft eligible at Indiana State. I'm really excited to see where this guy goes. Um, so make sure to tune in tomorrow as we have the number three player in Maryland for the class of 2025 coming on the show. We got Aiden West coming on tomorrow. Aiden's actually the guy doing the Instagram takeover on the JKR podcast Instagram today. So make sure to check that out. It's a new feature I'm doing. Kind of puts the power in the player's hands, uh, lets the player get free range, give you some behind the scenes content. So make sure to check that out. It's going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, but make sure to give our Instagram and our Twitter a follow. It's going to be both the same username, at JKR underscore podcast. Make sure to check out our website as well for any updates on the podcast. There, That's how we. That's where we put our background, how the JKR podcast got started, um, some upcoming guests, stuff like that. So make sure to check both of those out. Um, thank you for listening today, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow.